Hey there, you're listening to A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life, a podcast that inspires individuals to step outside of their comfort zone so they can step into a life filled with more passion, purpose, and freedom. My name is Alicia Ward and I'm your host. I'm an average girl with a less than average background who's created multiple six-figure businesses and generated over a million in online sales with zero experience in marketing and no more than a high school diploma. I believe that if a small town girl like me can do it, then you can too. And in each episode, I am sharing my journey, my thoughts, lessons, emotions, and advice with the intention to inspire and give guidance to anyone that has the internal fire inside to do and be more, just like I did when I felt really stuck in my corporate career. I hope to be the nudge that you need to do the thing that scares you and that's holding you back from the life that you really deserve. Let's get started. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life. I'm happy and grateful to have you here. Before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has left reviews and shared my episodes on your story. We are gaining traction. With your help, I am climbing back up the charts of the Canadian charts and others. It's pretty cool to see. Um, I'm still kind of learning in and out of the how to like check all those stats, but I do get an email every day from a site called Chartable. Um, so go check it out if you do have a podcast. Chartable will like tell you where your podcast is ranked and stuff. So I've had a few issues like syncing certain things, blah, 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 but it seems to be doing um, enough. (laughs) I'm not that techie. So that just proves that you don't need to be techie to have a podcast for yourself. And consistency truly is key because when I lost consistency with my weekly episodes, um, obviously my ranking dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. And honestly, since I've come back on and been consistent with two episodes a week, basically through September, it's amazing how quickly it has gone up the chart. So um, remember that consistency is everything. Consistency with your content, uh, with your podcast, with showing up for yourself, um, for working out, for everything that helps you stay high vibe, which leads us into into this episode about how to thrive in a fear-based world because I think that so many people are just surviving in 2020 and then there are those who are um, thriving and then there are um, unfortunately probably a lot of people who are are barely surviving um, or not, unfortunately. So I want to talk to you about how to thrive in a fear-based world. We've all seen all the propaganda through social media this year and television and the news. It is crazy. And I really encourage you to watch the new um, documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma about social media and about the algorithm and about it's, I just finished it last night and it was pretty eye-opening to see how the algorithm has basically, it's so smart and it's taken a mind of its own in a sense. So it's not like people are really controlling what you're seeing on your feed. The algorithm is just getting more and more powerful, giving you more and more of what you want. So that means, and this was a big lesson for me because um, I really went down the rabbit hole earlier this year. I really got into the conspiracy side of things watching. Um, I watched uh, stuff like, I can't even remember the name of it. Sorry, you guys, it's early. Um, just diving down the rabbit hole about things like Pizzagate and um, COVID, obviously, and just 
anything. And there was so much of it popping onto my feed. And I thought that's because there was so much of it coming out to the surface. But when I watched The Social Dilemma, I'm actually realizing that, and this was back in quarantine time. So like in Canada, that was like April-ish. Kind of ended in May, I think. Yeah, it ended like right at the beginning of June. So April, May, um, March. And I was going right – because I had nothing else to do. Like business wasn't even really doing anything. Um, So we were all quarantined at home. Everything was closed. Gyms were closed. We were drinking wine, making TikToks, and diving down the conspiracy rabbit hole. Um, And I found it extremely overwhelming. And anyways, just to close up what I was saying about the social dilemma is I realized after I finished it yesterday that – you know, just because I was seeing so much of that doesn't necessarily mean it's true because the algorithm is just feeding me more of what I want. And there are people um, and places and countries who are taking advantage of that and creating fake news, fake posts that are going viral and ending up in front of your face. So we need to protect ourselves. We need to protect ourselves from what we're consuming because there is an addiction to consuming. There's an addiction to TV, Netflix, um, social media, scrolling other people's lives. And I think that that has made 2020 even more challenging than it would have been if we didn't have social media, if we didn't have TV. I don't even know that we would have known that there was a virus going around. I don't know. I don't think there would have been a pandemic if, you know, all that didn't exist. But because it does, um, it was really able to manipulate people and feed the fear, and spread the propaganda, and divide people, and it's still happening even more so, I feel, with the election coming up. So um, that leads us into how do we thrive in this fear-based world, because it's very easy to just survive, um, to succumb to the fear, to succumb to the rumors, to the fake news, to the conspiracy stuff. And I honestly found, have personally found parts of it extremely overwhelming, especially as an empath. And it's really been hard to kind of watch and witness what's been going on all this year, just basically wars that have been raging, whether it's, you know, civil war, social media, war or election war or COVID war. There's just this constant um, separation of people, division of people that's happening. And initially I was really feeding into it. I was really feeding into the propaganda and the fear, like I said, back in our quarantine time, like April, March, April, May. And there was even one point where, you know, when everybody was getting toilet paper and all the toilet paper and sanitizer and paper towel and tissue was all sold out. And it was just crazy. Like I got to the point where I was like, Garrett, we need to go stock up on toilet paper. Like I'm worried we'll run out of toilet paper, which is just silly because I mean, Toilet paper is just a silly thing that people were panic buying. But not only that, we did go stock up on like two months of food, but it was more so for the reason that, well, I'll be honest, I was afraid that Costco was going to close down and I was scared. But also like we didn't leave our house like um, really for that two kind of months. Like we didn't have to go to the grocery store or anything because we got so many groceries before. So when that was happening and then we did venture out to Costco and I realized like it really wasn't as bad as I thought. It was just all the posts and stories and videos that were going out and ending up in my feed about the crazy toilet paper stories, like like people stealing the rules from old people in the store and getting in fights about it. And I was like, what is this world 
coming to. And then I kind of realized like, what the fuck? Our Costco is fine. I live in Canada. No one's beating each other up over toilet paper. Yes, it was sold out, but it wasn't the end of the world. And that's kind of when I really realized I had to stop feeding into it because I, I was starting to just survive and lose motivation and be afraid and just consume too many toxic things. Um, so I eventually just had to stop. I just had to stop. I stopped reading and watching anything that made me feel fear. I stopped feeding into the online bullying and the negativity towards people with opposing views of me because I was posting about a lot of controversial things like vaccines and And holy shit, I had one viral post that went and like, it was creating so much feedback, Um, people fighting in the comments, people reaching out to me personally to explain why vaccines were good, Um, just tense conversations. And I was like, why am I even spending time defending my own opinion and feelings around um, vaccines or controversial topics? And I just realized it's because there's a social media addiction there. There's an addiction to that attention. There's an addiction to like being right. So I had to really let all that go, filter out my feed again. So get rid of anything that made me feel fear. We don't have cable or anything, but I just unfollowed pages that were showing me a lot of like the fear-based propaganda. Um, Yeah, I stopped even commenting back to people with opposing views on my posts or just posting things at all. I stopped defending myself in Facebook comments when other people are even in my DM or my Instagram when other people told me I was wrong for my own beliefs. When you become a person of influence on social media or what people, I mean, everybody, you are a person of influence, even if you have 50 people following you, you can still influence them. But I believe that some people look at the people with a lot more of an audience, um, you know, 10,000 and up, or even like the way bigger accounts, like a hundred thousand and they get, can get really offended and take it really personally. If that person is spreading what they believe to, to be a lie, um, because they have opposing beliefs. And so, um, I had thousands of unfollows through 2020 on Instagram, um, couple thousand actually. And, and when people, here's a tip. If you're, if you've ever been the one who has messaged an influencer and been like, Hey, I don't believe with you. You're wrong. Um, I'm unfollowing you. You lost a follower. My advice to you is just don't even bother sending that message. Just unfollow. That's the beauty of social media is we follow and unfollow people as we feel like it's right. And we never have to explain ourselves to that person. That person won't notice. And we just got to make our own choices without having to let others know what those are and kind of let others know why it's justified. Um, just one one thing that, that kept coming up. But I do believe it was so cleansing. And so the bright side of that and losing those followers and doing all that was that I really shed a lot of people who didn't agree with my content, who who weren't really the people who were meant to be um, in my community. And it made all this room for these amazing new people coming into my community. And that feeling has been amazing. So it was like a cleanse. I lost like 2000 followers every single day. My insights were showing like in the red, I was losing followers. Boom. I think I was at like 16,000. 
down to 14.8. And now in the last month or so, it has started, I think I've lost all those. And now it started continuously being in the green and picking up and building followers again. So now that we cleared out those um, people with not necessarily the same vision or views or, or whatever, now that's made room for all these new ones to come in and there will be much more of those that come in. So it's really a positive thing. So um, if you ever are speaking your truth and feeling scared that people are going to unfollow you or stop listening to your podcast or unfriend you, just know that that's okay and that's meant to be and they have to do what's best for them and it's probably going to be what's best for you as well. It's It can always be a positive or a negative thing. It just really depends on your perspective about it, right? And so I stopped doing all those things and I started doing more healthy reading, getting outside, more dog walks a day, you know, planning out my business strategies, making a big plan for my business, how I could thrive in 2020 with my business instead of just like neglecting it or feeling like nobody would want me or like nobody would want to start a business or even listen to a podcast or anything. I started connecting with more of my friends and my family more. I started unfollowing anything and anyone that caused negative feelings for me from social media and I didn't DM them. (laughs) Just kidding, you guys. And I started finding gratitude even in the midst of a pandemic when the things that normally help me feel good weren't available to me anymore, like the gym or like my favorite restaurant or like going for date night with Garrett. You know, I just started finding gratitude in what I could do instead because life can get so routine and we get so comfortable in our routines that sometimes it can feel so strange to to break from it and stray from it, but it's really just an opportunity for you to pivot and change and grow and <clears throat> create new habits for yourself or or whatever. You just have to be able to be in tune with your body and what makes you feel high vibe on high frequency and what makes you feel <clears throat> low vibe on low frequency. And it, I mean, it's I know as humans, it's going to be the same for everybody, you know? Um, and so that's what happened through 2020. Like everyone was forced inside, not allowed to do the things that made them feel high vibe anymore, like going out for dinner, going out for a drink with friends, um, going to the gym. They started being inside, stuck inside with their families, being scared, watching the news, drinking wine, spending way more time on social media, all those things. And so all those things really do make you feel low vibe and you get sucked right into them. So watch a social dilemma if you haven't. It's it's pretty intense. And what it really made me feel was I just wanted to disconnect myself more. Like, yes, I work online and through social media, but then what if I just use my social media more for that, more to just help people and less for the pointless scrolling, looking into other people, like diving into other people's pages, you know, just mindless scrolling or mindless time spent on social media or watching TV. There's so many better things I could be doing. Late at night, I don't need to be watching Netflix. I could be doing a quick meditation that makes me sleepy and then, you know, going to bed or reading my book. So it really is our perspectives and what we choose to do in a day. So if you want to thrive in 2020, you want to thrive in this fear-based time, then you have to take care of yourself and make sure that you're doing the things that help you stay on a higher vibration and feel like you're thriving because even if business isn't, even if you're not working or your business isn't doing much right now, you can still thrive in your life 
via your health, via the connections that you're making, via the content that you're putting out, via trying something new, starting that podcast, starting that blog, starting that newsletter, whatever, you know, spending time journaling, um, reflecting on what's, and like really getting clear on what's truly important to you and you in your life and what you want more of moving forward, whether there's a pandemic happening or not, you know? And I think that's, such a crucial piece because what I realized was the the things that we need for survival are like community, um, food, shelter, water, sun, sunlight. That's really all we need for survival. We don't need anything else. We don't need the news. We don't need social media. We don't need a hundred thousand followers on, on social media. We don't, we don't need any of that bullshit. We just, like that stuff and we've grown so accustomed to it that it feels like we need it to survive, you know, but if you really get down to the basics, the very basics of survival are just those key simple things, right? So you shouldn't ever feel so afraid because as long as you have those things, then you will survive, right? And people have learned to live way above their means. So then they feel afraid of living not at that same level anymore, even if it was a temporary thing. So I've actually felt like I want to go back more to the basics. Like I want more nature. I've really been feeling connected to nature. I want really to focus on my business and create that residual income for me. So by the time I am 35, I don't have to really worry about putting in the time into anything other than the exact things I want to. Um, and that's that was huge for me to really realize that I didn't need a big, huge mansion downtown Kelowna that maybe I wanted somewhere a little more off grid in the country on the lake with trees and big garden boxes and, you know, a greenhouse and all these things. So definitely it's changing. I also turned 30 in 2020. So my minds have kind of changed it. <laughs> my mind shift kind of changed with that. Um um, but anyways, going back to what I started focusing on being grateful for, even in the, in, in all the, you know, the hard times. And I started to be grateful for like the break from the gym and the inspiration to get outside for exercise. I started running. Um, even now I've stopped going to the gym and I've started doing spin because it just helps me get a really good workout and feel really good. I love meeting the girls. So I'm sticking with that. Um, I started being grateful just being in nature and away from others. I was really grateful when I started to disconnect from social media a little bit more. And there really is so many things I can reflect on and be so grateful for that came that have come out of this year, you know, and it hasn't been the same fast paced year that we've had or that I've had for the last, you know, five years or so since becoming an entrepreneur and quitting my job and moving to BC. But it's definitely been an interesting, unique year compared. So I hope that gives a bit of an idea to some decisions that you can make in your life to start thriving in a fear-based world instead of succumbing to the fear which can bring anxiety, depression, bad eating, um, weight gain, fights with your loved ones, just all the things. We just need to make sure that we're very conscious of our health, of our minds right now so we can thrive because people may be able to take away your restaurants. People may be able to take away 
you know, your money, your house, your, your kids schooling, your job, but what no one can ever take away from you is your mind, is your mind. And it is so powerful and no one can steal that from you unless you really let them. And that's why there is incredible stories of people who have been wrongfully charged, um, sent to jail for like years and years and years, and they come out not being resentful or being a different person because they, even though they were in a jail, they didn't allow their minds to be there. And so letting our minds thrive and our spirituality kind of grow through these crazy fear-based times will be one thing that is just a crucial piece to you thriving and not just surviving in the fear-based world that we're living in right now. So I would love to hear more about what you're doing to thrive right now. Ending 2020 strong. We don't know what's happening in 2021. We don't know if this pandemic will continue. We don't know. We don't know anything. And so it's out of our control, right? So we need to focus on the things that we can control, which is those things that I talked about. Start practicing our gratitude, doing more of the things that are healthy for you and help you feel high vibe. And then when whatever comes at us, whatever adversity we're faced with, we will be able to be resilient through it and always come out stronger on the other side. And that is key to thriving. I hope you got value from this episode. Tag me on your story. Let me know what you're doing uh, to thrive in this crazy time. And I'll talk to you on the next episode of A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or actionable takeaways, I would love if you took a screenshot and tagged me in your Instagram story. That's where I hang out the most. And it's always so motivating to see that you're getting inspiration, motivation, or just the message that you needed from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes because helping others is important to me. I believe that we can help ourselves by helping others. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left me a review on iTunes to help me get this out into the big, beautiful world and for other ears that might want to hear it. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you on the next episode.